0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: Thank you and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry and Today we'll be talking about the films The Commuter, Zora, and The Others. We're going to be also talking about Bao, Bao, Lost Track, Boy and His Teddy Bear, as well as Paddington 2. But right now we're going to be talking about the new action film, Leon Nielsen, and we're going to be talking with Arjun, who is from Nashville and is 16. So Arjun, can you tell us about this brand new action film?
2: It's definitely not the best movie on earth, but it is sure a lot of fun. There's a lot of good thrills to be had here, and Liam Neeson gives a
1: heck of a performance. You know, I don't want to say anything about Liam Neeson, but for some reason he's kind of going through all the vehicles about action films, with the last one being nonstop in 2014, and it looked exactly like this film, just on a plane instead of a train. Do you feel like it has a lot of copies from other action films? That was
2: one of my complaints about the movie. Yeah, sure. It it kind of copies off of um the director's like one of the director's previous films, nonstop, which I felt was a really good movie. But I felt towards the end they were just trying to play the nonstop book where oh look there's a lot of these passengers on the train and Liam Neeson needs to save them, and all of that. And I felt like he was just copying a little bit too much off of the formula. So yeah, definitely I felt that was one of my issues with the movie.
1: But. I I just want to know, do you think that they actually pull off an action film on a train? Because I could see maybe in the 1800s when the steam train was the fastest and biggest thing in America or something on the murder on Orient Express when it's an intense mystery. But a modern action film on a commuting train, I just I don't really see how you could make that interesting. Do you think they were able to make it interesting?
2: I feel like that was one of my biggest issues going into the movie. Oh, it's going to be set on a train and like, a boring environment. But I think it really helps the movie out. It feels really claustrophobic, like you're just on this train and, like, anything could happen. And it's such a confined space, which makes the action scenes all the more intense. Because they're just fighting in this crammed area, which I, I really did like. Um And I felt like they were able to make it work because the train has to reach a certain destination and it takes some time for it to reach. So as each stop progresses, you can realize slowly and slowly that he is losing more time and time. So I felt like it, it really added to the movie.
1: Well, that's good to hear. And let's talk about Liam Neeson because he's been doing action films for a very long time. Do you think he's losing his touch or do you think he can still make action films for a long time? Um... I'm, this is, I, I believe, this is one of the
2: last action movies that he's going to film. Like he's, you know, planning to retire from the action genre. And I feel like, you know, he still has it in him. Yes, he's definitely old, and it, you know, you can tell in the fight scenes that, like, they really used a bunch of like fast edits to like disguise that, which did make some of the action scenes a, seem a little mediocre in, in comparison to the thrills of the movie. But I feel like he still has it in him. But yeah, you can you can definitely see that he's getting old, but he. You know, he still has that, like, commanding presence that he always has in all of his action movies, I guess.
1: Well, that's really good to hear. And something I noticed, like, really quickly when I started watching the film, is sure, it has the kind of same color and tone of Nonstop, but the music is very different. I actually like the music a lot. So what did you think of the soundtrack?
2: I think the soundtrack was also surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting that, you know, to come out of this movie. Um... Like, it really adds, like, you know, initially they make, it, you know, it's basically just a normal movie. This guy is going, he commutes on a daily, like, travel. And I feel like the movie just, the music just, like, represented that. Like, this is just a normal dude. I mean, sure, he is an ex-cop, but he just commutes on a daily train. And then you start to notice that the movie gets more intense. The, mu- the music just becomes more urgent and, like, demanding. So I felt like the music really added to the movie.
1: Now uh, let's talk about the other actors because Liam Neeson is obviously not the only one in this film. We have uh, Vera Farmiga who plays jo- Joanna. We have Patrick Wilson who plays Alex Murphy. We have Jonathan Banks who plays Walton. I'm actually a big fan of Jonathan Banks because I believe he was in Breaking Bad for quite a while and I absolutely loved him in, in that. So, what do you think of the whole cast?
2: Um, I think the cast is amazing. I I think Vera Farmiga like was pers- like as Joanna. That was definitely um my favorite character in the movie she just had this like really just menacing undertone like you could tell she was really sinister with their motives and that she was definitely trying to cover up like a big mystery i felt like that was um a really good part of the movie and yes i did kind of find it a shame that she was only in the movie for a little while i wish they could had a little more scenes with her and patrick wilson is alex murphy it definitely wasn't like the best performance in the movie, but it worked for what it is, and you know, you can he has some deep secrets about him, so I found those interesting. And Jonathan Banks as Walt, once again, like Vera Farmiga as um Joanna, he's not in the movie for much, but he de- he's definitely he rocks at what he is, and it's also kind of
1: ironic his character's name is Walt. I have to say <laughs> that is kind of <laughs> ironic, I agree. You're listening to Kids First Come Contractions on the Voice of America Kids Network, and right now we're talking about the brand new action film, The Commuter. Now, now I kind of want to talk about the cinematography because you were talking about it a little bit, how it's very fast and kind of cut to look action-y. But other than that, what did you think? Because I saw they had a lot of different shots of the train going down the tracks. So did you think that they did well?
2: I think that they did mostly well. I did have problems with the editing initially. For the most part, I the editing did work, but there were times where it just, like, quick cuts everywhere. And I understood that this was needed because Liam Neeson, he's he's old. he He can't, like, do every single stunt possible and all of those. But, like, I felt like it was a little bit too fast, but then I really... I really, in particular, there's this, um, like, you know, I really like one-shot fight scenes, and there's one involving Liam Neeson, of course. I really thought that was well-formed, and I also just love, like, the wide shots of just what's going on in the train. Like, it just, it made a big environment out of what seems to be kind of a small, just more crowded space.
1: Yeah, I was about to say they must have had to use very wide lenses because that's a very, very narrow space, a small train like that. So kudos to them to make it look like as big as possible because you want room to work with. So I'm glad to see they were able to accomplish that. So can you just tell us about the story? I realize we haven't really talked about what the actual story is.
2: I got to say that the story is mostly interesting. I was a little let down by its cheesy ending. Like, what was that? But for the most part, the story just works, you know, and the mystery is very intriguing. You know, each stop goes by and, like there's there's one more element of the conspiracy revealed. It's got a really just like it's got a great hook of a story. And I, I really enjoy that. I mean, it, I wish that the ending was a little bit less cheesy because what we got here was just plain like just it it just didn't
1: work for the movie. Less disappointing to see. I know a lot of films recently, their endings are a little surprising to say the least. Would you say that uh, Liam Neeson could keep making action films kind of in the same genre? Do you think this cast could kind of keep making the same action film so it's an action mystery in a specific vehicle? I
2: don't know about action movies, but I I
1: guess movies like this, I mean, I like there wasn't
2: a lot of action scenes in this movie, like they were a sparse amount, but they were used really well, I guess to, you know, drive the movie to like a more exciting thing. But thrillers definitely he he knows how to just like do a commanding performance in a thriller and just like his reactions to like just everything around him. It's just amazing to watch.
1: Now, since this is set on a train, I just wanted to know your opinion. Do you kind of like that style where it's only set in one place the majority of the film and everything takes place in this one small area? I
2: I really love movies like that. You know, it just – it really just like – the setting is basically kind of the movie, like – you know, you could say that the setting is a character here. You know, it's just it's just like I really like when that happens, because, you know, when movies switch from place to place, you know, you're just like, oh, this is just a setting, you know, to drive the plot. But here it just feels like you're you are getting more about the setting revealed, too, as the movie progresses. And I I really like that about
1: movies like just basically mostly set in one room. Yeah. And I feel like they did this again talking about nonstop again. They did this really well. The plane at the end, you felt like the plane was a character instead of just a machine. So that's good to see that they were able to accomplish that here. Now, for any good thriller, the sound design must be crucial. There's something about sound that really gets your blood pumping. So how was the sound design, like little details like the gunshots to the footsteps to the trend going by traffic? How did it sound, I guess?
2: I, I gotta say that the sound design here was actually really good. Like I mentioned, the the fight scenes—they're they're hard hitting. Every punch sounds like a punch, and every time a gun is fired—which there isn't really much fired here—it it, it sounds like a gun being fired. You you can tell that it's just like everyone's reaction to everything going on here. You know, it. I really like that. Just the way like the sound design was used to just highlight the
1: intensity of the movie. Well, I'm glad they were able to do that. Now, before we go to break, I want to know how many stars would you give this film and what age range would you give this film?
2: I would give this a 3.5 out of 5 stars, mainly just because of... Like, I was really intrigued by the plot, and I was very let down by its ending, and there are just many moments in the movie where it just goes way too over the top for its, like, Like this is supposed to be a grounded thriller, but there are some, like, moments where it kind of becomes, like, an unintentional comedy as the plot progresses because of how just absurd the situations are, but for the most part, this is a really fun, engaging thriller, and... I would definitely give it a ten to eighteen, mainly because there's not much blood in the action scenes, and there isn't really a lot of like fight scenes going on. But like, there's there's a lot of intense like moments, and when a fight scene does happen, sure, it is a it is a little brutal for younger audiences to watch. But yeah, for that reason, I would give it a ten to eighteen, and there is some language.
1: Well, that's understandable. Thank you so much for talking to me about the commuter. You're welcome. For our viewers, if you'd like to check out this film, it is now in theater, so definitely check it out. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Contractions. And this show is sponsored by Napping Pris- Princess from Shell Factor.
3: Kids
0: safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: kids first contractions we were just talking about the brand new film the computer and now we're going to be talking about some animated shorts called zara and the others so clayton can you talk about the shorts
4: the short uh okay so um zora uh, zara and the others is about a misunderstood little girl and her unconventional family and because of this she has like no friends no one is interested in her whatsoever at school uh but finally she finds a girl who understands her family's, like, sense of humor. It's sort of, like, darker, more serious humor. And she finally finds a really nice friend.
1: And, like, this is really, really short. I mean, it's less than 10 minutes. So do you think they're able to, I mean, completely introduce characters, completely introduce conflict, and resolve it and not rush the story at all in such a short time?
4: Well, it is a short film for, like, festivals. So I don't think they would have to go so deep into character it's not like a long movie so i don't i didn't really see a big problem with that
1: no i understand that i'm just saying do you think they're able to really tell the story in that time
4: yes yes i do
1: and can you talk about the animation because based off what i saw from what i was looking into the film it looks like almost drawn two D animation
4: right yeah, I didn't like go so much into the animation style, but I really love it. Like the way they it's, it's really bloody, but it's still like animated. So um, I love the way how they depicted like the nosebleeds all the time. It was sort of humorous, but like a sort of dark humor. So
1: interesting. This is an international film, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, where is it from? Uh, Norway interesting so do you think there was any cultural differences since i mean we're in america and it was made in norway do you think there was any cultural differences that make it hard to understand
4: i think like this is supposed to be shown to like the kids and of it like younger kids in america i don't really see like animation shorts like these that are so bloody and this is there's a lot of like nosebleeds and like it's i wouldn't say it's a like a really action-packed like blood all over the place, but there is blood. So for the younger kids, it might be a little like scary or they might not like it. They might be disgusted or something.
1: That is true, definitely something for parents to worry about. And since we're talking about age range, what age range would you give it? I
4: I started at 10, but depends like how mature your kid is. Like I'd say 11 now to 18, because they don't, there's no like vulgarity, it's just, like some blood so depends if your kid's really squeamish or not
1: okay well that seems very fair and you saw this at a film festival right
4: no um i saw it online via like vimeo or yeah i see
1: so do you think this film should win awards because i saw that it is at quite a
4: few film festivals um it depends on your style of humor. like if you're really young, you might think it's different, because you might not understand it. But I didn't really I enjoyed it, but I've seen better short animated films. It's just that I'm not so used to that style of like humor uh, humor or that like type of like blood and animation, because it's from a totally different country, Norway, so I'm not used to that. so.
1: Yeah, that's really the problem with international films. I mean, most of the time, they're pretty adaptable. I mean, related, we're talking about Paddington 2, which is a British film, but easily understandable in America. But it sadly is a problem that a lot of films face. You're listening to Kiss First Come Attractions on The Voice of Married Kids, and right now we're talking about the short animated film, Zara and the Others. So, Clayton, since this is an animated film, what did you think of the voiceover work?
4: The, ver- uh, the voiceover work was perfect. It flowed perfectly, I didn't really notice like anything bad about the voiceover, so i I'd say it's like perfect
1: well, that's good to hear. You can always tell easily when voiceover is choppy or a little shoddy at times, so that's good that they were able to nail it now uh was there any music or anything because generally when I see kind of these shorter films, there's generally some sort of beautiful music too.
4: There was like that usual like cool, dark music in the background that really gave it like the vibe of like another culture but also like the sort of dark humor in the background so i feel like the music went perfect with the short film
1: so based off what you're telling me it sounds a little less because at first i was animating like a imagining like a cute uh kids film but now i'm imagining more kind of like almost a distorted twisted film would you say which kind of set is it closer to
4: um it's closer to the distorted twisted film but I wouldn't like go as far to say it's twisted. It's a little like like that but it's not that crazy. Huh,
1: huh very interesting. And was there kind of any message from that because generally the, those types of films do have some sort of metaphor underlined
4: for it. Let me th- I didn't really think of a message but as of right now probably don't judge a book by its cover. It's probably yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would say.
1: Well, that's still an important message to say that's good that they're teaching it. So um, would you say that there's anything they could have improved on, like anything they could have changed for the film? Huh,
4: let me think. Um, everything was perfect for the like the length amount it was at. But I don't know, since I'm not from Norway, I don't know their style of like filmmaking, but if they're, like, trying to go to the audience of younger kids, I would my, maybe make it a little less bloody, but the entire aspect of the short film is based off the nosebleeds and how all her friends, like, leave her because she they're all disgusted with, like, her nosebleeds all the time. So um, I can't really say that I would change anything because I don't really understand the culture of Norway, so...
1: Yeah, again, that's very fair, you know, that it's, it's hard to try to kind of understand. I'm sure this happens with American films too. try to, it's hard to understand the culture since it's a completely different country. Now, uh, would you say that you would like to see other films with this very 2D cartoony animation style?
4: I actually really enjoyed it. It was something really new for me. I never really see this like 2D cartoony animation style. So I, I loved it. It was really cool.
1: And did it flow well? Did it look natural? Because since it is 2D, you know, it has to be animated completely different than a 3D animation, for example, or hand-drawn. Um, it,
4: it flowed really well. It was just a little different for me. So that's why I liked it. It was, yeah, it was really nice. I liked it.
1: Well, that's perfectly understandable. And how many stars would you give it?
4: I was going to say three, but since now we're talking about it and everything, I'm actually going to give it a
1: 3.5. Okay.
4: And why 3.5? Because I wasn't like ready for all like the blood and like the dark uh, aspect of it. But I really enjoyed the message it gave and like the music, how the music flowed so well throughout it. So and the animation style I loved as well. So that's why I give it a 3.5.
1: Well, it really definitely sounds like a very unique film. Now, my last question is just generally, would you recommend for people to check out this film?
4: Yes, I would, but they should be like weary if you have if they have really like young kids because there uh, is blood. So.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much, Clayton, for talking to me about this film.
4: It was uh, it was fun. Thank you. Let's take a break.
1: I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. And this week's show is sponsored by Napping Princess from Shout Factory.
5: welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some of the greatest films, such as Zara and the Others' Gorilla. And next, we'll be talking with Damon, who's from New York City and is 10, about the new films Lost Track and Boy and His Teddy Bear. Welcome to the show, Damon. Hi. Hi. So... I haven't particularly heard of these films, but just by the names, "Boy and His Teddy Bear" and "Lost Track" sound really intriguing to me. So we'll start with "Lost Track." I want you to tell me a little bit about the film and what you thought of it.
6: Well, "Lost Track" is a mo- is a silent movie where um mom loses her child in the mall in the mall and and is lo- looking all over. And, and
5: it's about how she finds a child. Wow. So I would assume I've, I've lost my mom in the mall many times. That's an experience that I think a lot of people can relate to and definitely sounds one of those films that I particularly haven't heard of before. And it's something new, I think. I mean, I haven't seen a movie about it, but it sounds really great. So Given that it's about a mom who loses her child, did you have a particular favorite character in the film?
6: Well, my favorite character was the little girl because she, after losing her mom, she just went around her business while looking for her mom.
5: Oh, she didn't even really look for her. I bet that was really funny, right? That she just went around the mall and completely disregarded the fact that she wasn't even with her mom. No. Wow, that's definitely really interesting and sounds really funny, but also probably scary at the same time because losing a parent in the mall is definitely one of the scariest things. And um, another question I have to you is, did you have a particular scene or a moment in the film that made you laugh and it it was one that you remember?
6: Well, the scene that I remember the most is just after the mom has lost her child, the mom just noticed. Meanwhile, the the girl is looking at a robot downstairs.
5: Oh wow, that's very very funny. That's probably you know remember as well. That's really interesting. And I have a last question for you. What would you say is the age rating and star rating for this film?
6: I I would rate I rate it. Four out of five
5: stars, and I recommend it for ages 8 through 18. Great, that sounds awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking about Lost Track. We have another film to talk about called Boy and His Teddy Bear. So I want you to tell me and the viewers who haven't seen this short what it's about.
6: So it's about one day a boy's dad gets him a teddy bear. The boy is kind of like in his teenage years, he takes his teddy bear everywhere, and it's about what, it shows what happens when he takes it around and how he doesn't really care and just brings it around and loves it.
5: Wow, that is awesome. I wish I could be like that kid and just bring around my animal everywhere. And that just sounds like something that would be great. I think we should all end up doing that. And I think it's great that he's very confident and he doesn't really care about what other people think, which is really important in, um, in today's society. So I have another question for you. And would you say that the boy would be your favorite character since he is holding the teddy bear and he's very relatable? Or did you have another character that you could relate to more? I actually kind of liked his
6: dad when he, when the dad tried to sell the teddy bear and and he was wearing an obvious fake beard.
5: Oh, wow. That sounds very funny and also said at the same time that he would try and sell a teddy bear, which is something that I don't think any kid would ever want, but that was probably a really great scene and the dad does sound like a very interesting character. So do you think that the ending of the film, I know I don't want you to give it away, but how was the ending? Was it something that you were expecting? Is it something that we should really pay attention to? Was it exciting? I mean, what was it like?
6: Well, the ending was really just like the the rest of the movie, how he still loves his teddy bear.
5: Oh, well, would you say that that would be the moral or message of the film?
6: Not really. I, I would say the message of this film would, would be that is you have to be true to yourself, even if you get teased for it.
5: I love that message, and it's something that every kid should relate to, because you should be yourself, because everybody is different in every way, and I love how they make films about that, and I'm sure it was a very enjoyable film, and... I'm really glad that you saw it. And lastly, what would you say is the Asian star rating for this film?
6: Well, I recommend it for ages seven through 12 because all the kids wouldn't understand why he would the pe- younger kids would love teddy bears. And I rated four out of five stars because the storyline is hilarious.
5: Wow, I, I can't wait to see these short films. They sound so incredible and so unique, and especially the messages really are inspiring and do touch the heart. So thank you so much for talking about these two short films. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about The Commuter, Paddington 2, Bow Bow, Lost Track, Boy and His Teddy Bear, Zara and the Others, Gorilla. And next we're going to continue talking to Damon about the new film, Bow Bow. So... Damon, I know we were just talking about these two other short films, and I'm sure they were very different, so I want you to tell me a little bit about Bow Bow, because even the title, it's kind of hard to say, and it sounds really funny, and I, I couldn't even tell you what the movie was about based on the title. So I want you to tell me what you thought about the film and what it's about.
6: Well, the film is about a boy who, who keeps getting caught up while he's going to school with this stray dog so he decides to get a another dog and it's about his rela- his relationship as it grows throughout the entire story when when the dog does amazing acts from, from the beginning when he's useless.
5: Wow, a film about dogs. I'm already intrigued. I love dogs, I'm sure. Would you say that you love dogs too? Is that you know, part in the film that you really enjoyed it because you like dogs or are you not really a dog person?
6: I am a dog person, but, and one of my scenes was that the dog was just lying still when a burglar, burglar was robbing the home and the and the kid was just watching the burglar, burglar, and the dog was lying under his feet. And
5: there was selfies but- being taken. That is so funny! Wow, that sounds really, really. I wish I, I really gotta go see this film, especially about dogs. And you know, I mean, I don't know about your dogs, but my dogs are constantly barking. But when it comes to an intruder, they stay silent, and it doesn't really make that much sense. But I'm sure that dogs will always protect you, even if they're not going to attack a burglar, which is very interesting. Um, it wow, that's great, and it's not great at the same time. So that's very funny. So. Would you say that you had, I know you just told us about this scene, which was actually really interesting. Do you have another scene that was, you know, just as good or even better without giving too much away?
6: Well, I like when the dog saves the life of a few ch- children, but suddenly he gets swept away in the river and, and the child thinks he's dead. But later he's, I'm not going to spoil it
5: oh, wow, that was a lot of information just to take in. Wow, that this film sounds like it's really got it all. It's got emotion, it's got action, it's got dogs, and I love dogs. And you really should see this film, even if, you know, I haven't even seen it. But just because it has dogs in it, that's amazing. Um, and my last question to you is, what would you say is the age and star rating for Bao Bao? Well, I rate
6: this film, I rate this film five out of five stars. And I recommend it for
5: ages 8 to 18. But adults would really like this film, too. That's great. It's a family-friendly film. It's got animals. It's got basically everything that you would want. And I can't wait to check it out. And I hope all of you do, too. Thank you so much, Damon, for talking about Bow Bow and the other short films. We're going to take a quick break. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Napping Princess from Shout Factory.
0: are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
5: Hey, welcome back. I'm Samantha Marcus, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about some awesome films like Bow Bow Lost Track, Boy and His Teddy Bear. And next, we're going to be talking to Jerry, who's 15 and is from L.A., about the new film Paddington 2. Welcome to the show, Jerry.
1: Thank you very much.
5: So I personally haven't seen Paddington 2. I haven't heard about it. So I want you to just tell me just everything that you loved about the film and a little summary for those who haven't seen it.
1: Of course. So Paddington 2 comes out sometime after the previous Paddington film. And by this time, Paddington the Bear is happily living with the Brown family in London. and kind of has a daily routine and, you know, he's sticking to it. But things change. He wants to start saving up for a present for his aunt. This bear is a very kind-hearted bear. and He loves to do good things like that. So he starts saving up, but little does he know that is actually very, very valuable. What He wants to get his aunt, and it gets stolen. And sadly, he gets framed for the robbery and is sent to jail. And it is now up to the Brown family to get him out of jail, and it's up to him to figure out how can he fit in in jail and he's obviously not someone who (laughs) belongs in jail and really what i like about the film is that it takes everything good from the previous film and it improves on it and it's just so hilarious and such just a wholesome experience to watch
5: wow you had me like when you started talking and you talk about there's jail and he's buying a present for his aunt i mean this film just sounds great and i haven't seen the first one so how would you compare the this one to the first film
0: You
1: know, I would say that it's different in the way of the story because Paddington is no longer a bear who's very foreign to civilization. He is more or less used to an understanding of different parts of humanity, but he's still a very innocent creature who isn't as greedy or as self-fulfilling as humans are. So it still has, you know, the original qualities of the characters. Like I said, I think really all they did was just improve on the previous uh, qualities while keeping the story unique and interesting.
5: I think that that's great that they did that. And, you know, you're still preserving what was in the first film, changing it a little bit and especially making it different without even changing that much. So I think that's great. So what you say was... Your favorite character, I mean, you know, it sounds like there was a lot of action in this film and there are probably many characters that could have played the role of being your favorite. So who would you say was a character that you really enjoyed watching in the film?
1: Oh, Paddington. Easily Paddington. I mean, he is just so, so adorable. It's absurd. I mean, the most mean-hearted person in the world will think he's adorable. Just how realistic he looks from the special effects just makes him look all that natural. His formal way of speaking and the way his character acts just makes him so, so cute and so pitiful at times, too. And that makes it even better and even more lovable of a character. Honestly, anyone, I I can almost guarantee you, anyone who watches this film will say Paddington is their favorite character.
5: Wow. Another film about an animal, and it's just... Wow, I, I really want to see this film, too. I haven't seen it, but I've heard a lot about it. And coming from you, I especially want to see it because it sounds like there is something for everybody. And given that, was there any part in the film that you related to the most or you thought was just maybe unique and different from other films that you've seen?
1: You know, I think the originality is very unique. I mean, when have you heard of story of an innocent bear? Because usually when films like this include, that for for kids, that involve animals it's usually very lighthearted, very positive this film is not very positive i mean he gets sentenced to 10 years to maximum security prison because of a crime he didn't do i mean that's a pretty dark plot and but they showed it and they showed it really well while keeping it kid-friendly which i was so taken back by because the whole prison sequence looks like something from shawshank redemption at the beginning and that's just such a powerful thing to do and Again, just again, to see anything unique now in Hollywood is amazing.
5: I completely agree. I don't think I would ever be able to last in jail. I mean, especially like, you know, the food and it's not really that great and you miss so much. But, you know, just seeing how they talk about, you know, those real life situations such as being in jail and incorporating that into a kid's film is really unique. And I would say I agree with you on the originality aspect of it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we're talking about some incredible films like The Commuter, Paddington 2, Bow Bow, Lost Track, Boy and His Teddy Bear, Zara and the Other's Gorilla. And we're going to continue talking to Jerry, and we're going to continue talking about Paddington 2. So Jerry was just talking about how there are these real-life situations that are incorporated into kids' films, and it was very original, and it just sounds like a great film overall. So... Would you say they've already came out with the first one and this is the second one, should there be a third movie or do you think that the first and the second movies already covered everything that was meant to be covered?
1: I think that they set up the plot for a third film. I think that they have this material for a third film and judging from the star ratings of the two films, it's only going up. So yeah, I mean, definitely. I think they definitely could make a a new film out of this honestly i think this is one of the very very rare cases when a film would also be perfect as a tv show because this is just perfect as a tv show i mean normal family living in london with an anime with a bear that's very animated and uh character that's just a perfect plot for a tv show so yeah they can still do quite a lot i mean paddington itself is not a new character it's existed for decades now it's just nice to see that it's becoming an important thing internationally again
5: wow i completely agree with you it's it's good to bring back you know old characters and turn them into movies and just you know preserve traditions and you know make something that the audience would love to see and especially now that you say that there could even be a third one it means that the first the second one are probably very great and i obviously have to go see those now because it. Even though you talked about there being animals and action and life lesson, and I think that that's great that they managed to incorporate everything into a movie. So, based on the ending of the film, I don't want you to give too much away. Was was it satisfying? I mean, would you think that they left stuff out, that maybe there might be a third one? Because you said that they probably could make a third one. I mean, what did you think about the ending of the movie?
1: I think it was expected, but um, I think what the ending was, it was expected. I mean, you knew it was going to happen, but it fit the story to uh, it. It was something that they should have done if they did anything else It probably would have been the wrong ending. Of course, I'm not going to spoil it. Viewers, if you'd like to know what I'm talking about, you should watch the film yourself and experience it for yourself. And I really think that they did well with the whole ending sequence. I think everything about it really fit. And they finished off the er- character arcs for that film very well. And they solved every little conflict in the film as well, which I found spectacular because, again, very few films know how to do that anymore.
5: Wow, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that that's great. And I will definitely have to check it out because we don't want the ending to be spoiled because nobody likes spoilers, so... How would you rate the cinematography in this film? I mean, uh, just looking at the cover of it, it it looks incredible. I mean, compared to other movies that you've seen, what what would you say was, like, good about the cinematography, bad? I mean, what was your opinion of it?
1: Oh, the cinematography, is spectacular. I think that's one of the best things about the film, aside from acting and special effects. You know, the whole sequence in the prison honestly looked like Wes Anderson was at the rings because it was just so symmetrical and so colorful and almost kind of how Wes Anderson does it kind of 2d but still clearly 3d it's hard to describe but it's just so beautiful and there's a lot of kind of almost time-lapse shots too which I really like they show downtown London beautifully I mean it makes me want to go to London even more overall the cinematography really did a stupendous work
5: wow yeah I hearing London I want to go to London I mean these movies just You know, the the places that they incorporate into these films are just great and they make, you know, they make us jealous and want to go there. And I completely agree. It's one of the important emotions that you feel in a film is you want to go there and you makes you want to relate to it. So I think that that's great. So what would you say is the prime message or, you know, just what could you take away from the film that really could be applicable to anybody?
1: You know I think there's a lot of little messages you could it's really up to interpretation you could say hard work always pays off or you can say that the good always persevere or you can say that uh, for every good action there is an equal opposite good action treat others how you want to be treated I mean there's a lot of different messages in this film you can even say the message that not no one is born a bad guy and there's something that made them a bad guy you can even say that too. So I think that really people get different things out of this film.
5: I think that that's spectacular, and I completely agree with those messages because everybody is different, and that's what's really great about our world. And they'll interpret it differently, and they want to appeal to a wide audience, which I think is fantastic. So my last question to you, Jerry, is what would you say is the age and the star rating for this film?
1: Well, Paddington is definitely a meant for kids, but I think because of just how good the humor is, it's a perfect family film as well. So I'd give an age ring of 7 to 18, and I absolutely give it 5 out of 5 stars. I mean, this, like I just said, is an absolutely perfect family film. Everything they did about this film was right. Like I said, the ending was a tiny bit expected, but it was still the perfect ending. So absolutely <coughs> recommend this film to everyone
5: wow you make this film sound awesome and everybody needs to go see it it's in theaters now and it sounds amazing so if you haven't seen this film check out the first one or don't check out the second one and then you want to watch the first one just see some form of paddington because it sounds incredible so thank you so much jerry for taking the time and talking about paddington too of course thanks so much for joining us you've been listening to kids first coming attractions To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the Teens section of Huffington Post, and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Napping Princess from Shout Factory. And just to add to today's show... Today is National Pie Day, so go get cherry, blueberry, boysenberry, or any kind of berry pie, or even cupcake pie. I don't even know if they make that, but go get some pie, check out these films, and who doesn't love pie and movies? So I hope you do that. I'm Samantha Marcus. Thanks for listening.